Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I am tickled today to have Allie Cardi on Grab Your Keys. I met her at the Mortgage Collaborative Conference. We were on a panel together, and you were a rock star. And she is a Gen Z guru. She works at Active Comply as a national account executive. And I cannot wait to learn more about you, Allie. Um, why don't you tell? So thank you so much for being here today. Why don't course, you tell everyone? Sorry, I'm lagging a little bit. So forgive me. But yes, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what Active Comply is and what you do there? Absolutely. Active Comply, we help uh, lending institutions to utilize social media and ensure that there are no compliance concerns. So we automatically filter in data based on NMLS uh, licensing data. And we are able to monitor Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, all the fun platforms for any instance of compliance violations. Right. And what gets me excited about the job is I get to help more lending institutions really get established across platforms that I use every day that I think that next generation consumer borrower will be, will be using. And that is really my passion for the product. But I, I know that you're a social media guru, Sue. So I, um, I'm happy to know that you're on the social media train and, and we seem to both be very passionate about that angle within the mortgage industry. Yes, I totally love the social media angle. I love the marketing piece. I've always loved the marketing piece the entire time I've been in mortgage. I think it's super interesting. And um, when you have that passion for it, everyone can, you can tell that. Um, you say that you're a Gen Z guru. What does a Gen Z guru mean? Yeah, that's a great question. I just thought of it one day. Everyone kept being like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like, I'm just being an advocate for Gen Z. I'm kind of like a Gen Z guru. And I think it was Krista Messerly that was like, you need to like take that name and run with it. And I was like, really? And I was like, okay, I'll put it on my LinkedIn. But very self-proclaimed, no, no noteworthy, you know, um, award associated with Gen Z Guru, but uh, it's kind of suited me well in this role and really my passions for helping bridge the gap for the mortgage industry and my generation. Yeah. So what do you think helps bridge that gap between the mortgage industry and your generation? What is that bridge? I mean, I think it goes back to that marketing piece, like really reaching and meeting consumers where they are. I think what really kind of my light bulb was I was doing these surveys with people across my Instagram that I knew were, were between 18 and 30 years old. And I had asked, like I posted on my regular Instagram and I was like, hey, would y'all be willing to participate in a survey for my, my job in the mortgage industry? Would love to hear your thoughts on homeownership. And 200 to, it was like 212 people were like, yes, we'll, we'll help. And I was like, perfect. So it wasn't super big, but I at least got to hear firsthand some big responses on thoughts of homeownership. And I asked, what is the biggest obstacle between you and homeownership today? 
and I put up uh, the monthly payment, down payment, interest rates, and education, where to start. And the biggest response was education and where to start. Yep. And that was 45%. So I was like, oh my gosh, our industry is so desperate to help you understand. Um, where, where are you getting your information from? So the next week I asked, where is your education? Where's your news content coming from? And I put email, podcast, um, TV, and social media. And 71% said social media. So that's where I was like, wow, we as an industry need to be meeting consumers where they are talking about the mortgage process. I, in these interviews, I also said, do you know what a loan officer is? And I would interview people in my life. Nobody knew what a loan officer was. And I was like, shame on our industry for not being where they are to talk about romanticize the mortgage industry, being a loan officer. Um, and so that's really where I think that gap is. And I'm hoping to hopefully shorten that gap. Yes, I love I love that. And um, I do believe that our industry needs to educate on all platforms of social media. Where do you feel um, the best place to educate on the social media platforms is? I think that's a great question because as I started doing these surveys, I asked, what's your biggest platform that you use? And since I'm 24, a lot of my close friends within that population, like our 24, 25, they're on Instagram. So they're the top age group of Gen Z. Instagram is really big for like the 21 to 25 year olds. So from that survey, I went out and did firsthand interviews, which was so fun to do. But I went to a local park in Nashville and I started interviewing different people and I said, hey, would love to um, ask you your thoughts on home ownership. And I also asked, hey, what's your biggest social media platform? And 31 year old said Facebook. And then the uh, I interviewed like two groups of 25, 26 year olds, they said Instagram. But then the 17, 18 year old college students that I interviewed were all immediately TikTok. Right. And so I think that when people ask me that, I'm like, there's a variety. I think it should be published on all platforms. If you're doing social media, do it right. Do it all. Um, but I, I think that it's okay to be on Facebook if that's who you want to reach. It's okay to be on Instagram if you're really wanting that first time home buyer that's wanting education. And then TikTok's really full-fledged education to try to build those relationships. Yeah, I, I just listened to uh, Gary V at the social media um forum that he had and he said that you need to post for like 10 to 15 times a day on all oh or on instagram TikTok, facebook and linkedin yeah. um which is is a tremendous amount but he said that's exactly what you have to do and gary v is usually right in my opinion <laughs> i i wish i would have attended that because i would have loved to hear the conversation around it but yeah, I mean, I, I I know people in my, so I've just launched my mortgage platform because I've always had a personal platform. Mm -hmm. And I realized that my personal platform is very college-based right. and there's not the most genuine followers there. So I've also created a business platform, but over the next couple months, I want to eventually merge the two. But on my business platform, it's like, I know people who post every single day. I know what they do, why they do it, how they're going to help me. Versus the people that post like once a month, a picture out with, out in the field or meeting with a client. It's like, what do they do? Why are they posting? Like versus someone who's like every Friday, get to know Gen Z Friday, grab your keys, you know, being consistent with it. So I think that, um, that makes sense. I just 15, I think if I was preaching that 
people would be like, holy cow, no way. I don't know. I'm, I'm doing a marketing uh, seminar on Friday and I was like, I don't know that I can even have that up or people will run it. in the opposite direction. As I say, baby steps are always good. Um, at don't least if you're getting that baby steps, get the information out and get people understanding and knowing what you do. Um, what do you believe the three keys to success are, Allie, in your, you know, time that you've been in the industry? So from like what perspective, like for me personally, for what do you think the three keys to, yes, for you personally, for anyone? Man, I, I know I should have prepared better with this question, but um, I think it really depends what role you're in. But for me personally, I think showing up every day, um, one thing for me that I found very successful is uh, waking up early. Like if I don't wake up early, the rest of my day is kind of shot just because it's a mentality thing. Um, but like we just talked about baby steps, I think right now what I'm doing to prepare myself for success in 2024 is doing the motions for what I hope to accomplish. I know we talked about a vision board a little bit. And so just doing things that are going to prepare you for success. Like this morning, I know I didn't want to go to Orange Theory, but driving at 6 a.m. over the bridge, going to show up, I didn't have to give my best workout, but I needed to practice the motions. So with social media, if you want to do one video a week, just practice posting right now something once a week. Right. And then build it up. Because I think having a foundation and the motions behind the efforts is goes a long way for me. And then my last key to success is really having a support system. Having people around you that like, you know, will give you great information. You can bounce ideas off of because I don't know. I don't think success comes from an island. I think it comes from a team. No, I totally agree with you. You definitely need a village. So your three keys to success would be wake up early every day, have a pretty much have a routine, yeah. prepare and have a su support system. Like in, in prepare, you know, maybe have a vision board, have goals that you're working towards, have the, and that really goes towards that routine of repetition, repetition, right. repetition. Uh, so that, you know, redundancy is good. Uh, especially on social media. Cause it's like, you do a great job of being consistent, but you didn't wake up one day and say, I know exactly what I'm going to post every day this week. You maybe gave it some thought. You were like, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to post this on Fridays. I'm doing grab your keys. I'm going to pop on. You did a, a, a video a day, right? Wasn't that one of your challenges you recently did? Uh, so in September, it was the September strong. And I did a video every day, even if I was in my workout clothes, like one day I couldn't it was just a crazy day and I had my hair in a ponytail and I was like, Hey dudes, I, I promised myself I would do this. So yes, that, that was, that was a video a day and that every, every work day. Yeah. And, and that's awesome because I think like you couldn't get there unless you started foundationally with posting. And so when people come to me and they're like, what do I need to do? I'm like, just make the conscious effort to put routines in place to where you don't have to be where you want to be today. But in two, three months from now, you can be posting confidently without being too much in your head. Yeah, totally. I agree with everything that you're saying. So here's a good question for you, or what I think is a good question for someone your age. How often do you use AI? Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to ask how often I think about the Roman Empire. No, um, no. <laughs> um, AI. So this is something that very ironically, I don't think I even notice I use it sometimes. Um, and I, I think that there's, it's so funny to bring this up. I was just at Thanksgiving dinner and my, my younger cousins were like, what should I be studying to be successful? 
And I was like, if I were y'all, I'd be mastering whatever AI is out there because there's so many industries that are so desperate to know how they can apply it into their business. Um, but in those conversations, I was like, what businesses do I know that use AI that I don't even know that they're implementing it? Um, right. But then I know that there's some companies that are like, we use AI every day. So I think this, in short, the answer would be, I use it for captions on Instagram or Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Um, if I want to make a caption, I'll say, hey, help me write this caption. If I need some inspiration, I'll be like, give me five things that mortgage professionals struggle with daily, whatever. Um, but I really only use ChatGPT for AI, to my knowledge, though. Right. There's some like platforms, I'm sure Amazon has some sort of AI, and I use Amazon every day. Right. How often do you use AI? So I, I don't use AI as much as I want to use AI because I start doing it and I, I do the task at hand. And then I think to myself afterwards, oh, that would have been a lot easier to do if I just used ChatGPT to do it. Yeah. So I think the difference is that you're using it and you don't even realize you're using it. And I'm thinking about, I just do it. And then I'm after the fact saying, oh, this would be a lot easier. So I did videos with a coaching client of mine today and I pulled up my list of, of questions uh, that I would ask for a video to start doing videos with one of my coaching clients. And uh, then I thought to myself, wow, I probably should have said to ChatGPT, hey, give me the top 20 questions consumers are asking for a mortgage person can do for a video. I mean, right. and, and, I, yeah. I'm, and I'm curious to see if what's on my list, which I'm going to do sometime this week, what's on my list and what's on what I get from ChatGPT, if it correlates. That's what I'm curious yeah. to see. That'll um, be cool. You'll have to make a post about it because I would love to see that too. Yeah. A 50-year-old's questions on video and ChatGPT's. <laughs> questions on video. A hundred percent. And and you know, that's what's funny is you mentioned, I kind of second nature do some things that I think people are like, Gen Z grew up in a virtual environment, technology second nature. And I always say, no, I had a razor. I had a flip phone. I had the Blackberry. My brother did it. My brother grew up with an iPhone, but I'm a little bit different. But we were, um, yesterday, my mom was like, oh, I need to go get dog food. Duke's almost out, our dog. And I said, I'm home for the holidays right now. And I was like, why don't you just order it on Amazon? And she was like, why would I do that? Then I have to pay for it to get delivered. I go, it's free delivery on Amazon. They'll deliver right to your door. You don't have to go to the grocery store. Tomorrow. And yeah, tomorrow. He, he won't be out of food by then. And so she was like, I don't even think about that. And I'm like, it's kind of second nature, just some of the things that I've grown up with. I'm like, I'll just do this. I'll do that. And it's like, Gen Z gets a rap for being lazy, but it's really like, we're already paying for the Amazon Prime. Why not have them help us at 10 o'clock at night before going to get dog food, you know? Yeah, I I, I have the ordering dog food down. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, it's, but it's like just little things. And I'm like, I had no idea that it it's a difference in how I kind of adapted to technology. It is. It is. It is. that, And that's and that's great. Now, you haven't been in your career for that long. You went to school in Florida. Um if you had to, I mean, and I know you have a passion for mortgage and, and being a Gen Z guru um, and uh, all those other great things that you are with being a speed, you know, you're, you've totally made yourself be an expert. You're on panels already at the, at your age, which is ama amazing. 
if you had to change your career, what do you think? If you had to like paint the perfect career for Allie, what would that be? A sports journalist. I wanted to be the Aaron Andrews. I love football. I love baseball. I love basketball. I love doing, you know, fantasy football, all that stuff. Um, but our school didn't have a great journalism program. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I just kind of looked at the Aaron Andrews and I was like, how many people make it to Aaron Andrews? That'd be great. But your Friday, Saturday, Sundays always are gone. So I don't know if I could do it again. I think my dream job would have been to be a sports journalist, but I think it would have been a really long road. Yeah. You would have been a great sport or it could be still. A great, you had a great football. You. you had great football this past weekend. Oh yeah, oh yeah. FSU was on. Well, we we had a hard first half, but we're a second half team. We're gonna go to the Final Four um, for Christmas. I asked for a trip to New Orleans for that game. So if I do that, I will post some content. But fingers crossed, FSU shows up. Okay, well that's good. I'm a big Bama <laughs> fan, which you know. So oh uh, man, well I need y'all to be uh, UGA this weekend. Right, that will be. And that will be great. And, you know, uh, Nick doesn't or hasn't lost at that stadium for a long time. He hasn't. No, he's never lost at that. Stadium. Their loss is Texas, right? Their losses was Texas. Yes. Man, I yeah. I mean, it the game this weekend, Bama last weekend was crazy. Wow. I was watching it like holy cow. Yes, super exciting. It was super exciting, but that also illustrates, you know, when. When Nick was interviewed and they said, how did you make that pass? Which if anyone didn't watch it, they made a, a 31 yard touchdown catch um, on the 11th hour, literally 11 and a half, 11. It was like a hail mary. Hour. It was like the fourth down. It was crazy. It, it was crazy. And uh, when he was interviewed, he said, we actually practice for that. And I thought it was so interesting yeah. that he said, they, he said, they, the, the interviewer said, like, how did, can you explain that catch? And he said, well, believe it or not, we actually practice for that. And I thought that that was so interesting that he said that, yeah. like, how, I mean, how many times does a coach say we actually practice for that? And you would think as a spectator, how would you even be able to practice for that? Yeah. How would you even know? And that really shows how he coaches, and I thought it showed great leadership and coaching, how he coaches and leads his team to always be prepared and to yeah. always have that routine and to always, you know, have that show showing up. I mean, I thought that that was just fantastic sportsmanship, leadership, leadership. coaching. Yeah. And if you watch, he was they were all very calm while doing it. Even when it was caught, they were calm. Yeah. And um, I just thought that that really does show a true leader. But I agree. I love you, that you want to be appreciate this. I have a dog named Bowden under my feet. Uh-huh. And he's named after Bobby Bowden. And I love studying sports coaches um, like Bear Bryant, Bobby Bowden, right. Nick Saban. Just their leadership, I think, is so interesting. Um, but my favorite movie of all time is Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, I love and Sweet Home Alabama. Favorite movie. And in the movie, they have a dog named Bear and a dog named Bryant. And so when I got Bowden as a graduation present, I was like, I want to name him like after the movie, but after FSU. And so that's how he got his name. But Bear Bryant inspired it. Oh, well, that's super cool. Yeah, um, that's a That's a great story. I always tell my children if I get another dog 
and I always name all my dogs pretty much bees uh, that uh, he I'll name that next dog Bama but we have a Banks now and a Bell so um, I don't know that we're gonna get another another one but moving on <laughs> um, who do you admire just like, like who in did, general who does Allie admire in the world. I mean, th this anyway. year, I'm so thankful for so many people. They've all really like you having me on today. Like a lot of people just have taken me under their wing and I'm so grateful for that. So I admire a lot of people industry wide, but I, my mom is just my person. Like we talk every day, like she's my that. sounding board. I talked about earlier without her, I would one, not be in the industry. She's in the industry, but, um, two, she's always given me the freedom that I felt like I can make my own decisions. But if I failed, I would always have someone to come back to. And so I think my mom is the person I admire the most, but yeah. it's stereotypical. But if you know me, I talk about her all the time to her all the time. Well, I love that. I have a 20 something year old daughter and I would love her to say that, you know, she admires me. That's just something good. And you're, you show that you're a good mom when your daughter yeah. says that, because you have to walk a fine line of being a mom, not a best friend, being a sounding board. So hard. And it, it, it's hard to, to balance that. And it's when your children actually get into their mid twenties, I believe yes. that they actually realize, you know, exactly. how much, how, what, how you do have to have that line. Um, and, and it's a fine line. So that's we awesome. talked about Good that on the mom. panel. Mm -hmm. I, I remember the panel we were on, we talked about just kind of like some women's struggles, but also just like, there's so much more responsibility as a woman in this industry. And I, those types of conversations really make me appreciate her because it's like when you're 11 and 12, you have no idea the, the tyrant you're being. And you're just like, Oh man, like I, my mom is the worst person for missing this event. But looking back as a 25 year old, I'm almost 25. I'm like, wow, she made such a sacrifice and she put up with my negative mentality. And, and it just was such a sacrifice that women, and I'm sure your daughter would say the same, make to be a working mom and the mom at soccer practice or at the ball field at 6 p.m. every Tuesday night. So it really is something I've admired, but you're right. It takes, it takes some tenure to appreciate it. It does take some tenure. So what's in the future for Allie? I mean, you have a big and future I ahead. I feel like I always get asked this and everyone's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm just taking it day by day. Like I just, I right. just try to live very, very presently. Um, futuristically, like 10 year goal. I want to get my CMB before I'm 30. That's just like a me thing. It's going to be on my vision board, hopefully till I'm 29 and then I'll be able to take it off. Um, but then I would also, I want to merge myself in the education of our industry because I do want to be in it for the long game. Unless Aaron Andrews calls me and asks me to precede her. Right. I, I plan on being in the industry for a while. So I really want to get educated on the whole process. Um, and then I also would love to be involved with advocacy. I love legislation. I love just the, the economics and political landscape of our country. And so being involved for the mortgage industry would be really, really fun for me. Um, but tomorrow, I don't, I have no idea. Next year, I'm going to create a vision board and I'll send it to you. Please, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to that. I love what you said about the CMB. So CMB stands for Certified Mortgage Banker. I got my CMB, I don't know, five years ago. Uh, for I, I, It was a great thing to get. And so I got that before I turned 50. So that was, 
important. No, that's awesome. And, I think I already uh, have a CMB one down, so I'm like two away. So I, I need to do CMB, but it's like 30. I, I'd be fine if I didn't get it, but that's my goal. Yeah. So I think I feel like I had it a little easier because I was able to check a lot of the points off by my, being in the industry for as long mm -hmm. as I was. And so that that did help. Um, I do believe that that is something that is priceless to have. And I, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And oh. I thought it was, so, I'm so, you know, proud of you for saying that you're going to do it. And it's something that you'll have forever and that you're always treasure. So for those of you in the mortgage industry, it's certified mortgage banker. If ever anyone wants information on that, you can get in touch with me or Allie. And we will be happy to guide you along with that. It is something that I think only 600 to 800 people have had in the United States. And it really sets you apart. And it's not just for sales. It's for literally everyone in the mortgage industry, which you really have to know about secondary, about originating, about compliance, about just absolutely every facet of the mortgage industry. You have to go through an oral test and you can't even sit for the uh, written test until you get through the oral test. And uh, I did it during COVID. I did it during COVID. So that's oh, wow. <laughs> I was that's the first awesome. one that was did it during COVID and did a uh, virtual interview or just like we're doing now and they had to like change everything because there was a good group of us getting it um during covid wow good for you that would have so thrown a wrench in everything yeah i was on the sales team at fsu during covid and all of our sales team competitions were virtual and i remember being like this is so weird to me i had this idea in my mind of like the drive and the showing up and like the routine that we talked about and it just was a little bit different, but it still was just as rewarding. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on Grab Your Keys today. I thank have you for I, I me. enjoyed meeting you. I enjoyed having lots of different interaction with you over the last, you know, at that conference. And I look forward to seeing you at many more. And I treasure that you are doing so well. Um, mm -hmm. And I thank love you. your passion and your drive. And I can't wait to see you get your CMB and all the places that you go, Allie. But if you well, ever thank you, too. I appreciate you having me on. I love your passion for the industry, for helping others. I love your social media and how just you're one of the few industry leaders who really fully have immersed yourself in it. So keep crushing it and keep inspiring more young women. Um, I really appreciate you and, and for giving me so much. Um, guidance and, and advice in the industry. So thank you, Sue. So everyone grab your keys. And if you liked what Allie had to say, remember to like it and share it because we are here to grow success in and outside the mortgage industry. Go grab your keys. Woo!